about Randland, we eat munchies, and we get really high. Hi everyone, I'm the Shame of Tarvalon, and I'm here with my co-host Dagan Nospo. Welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast. We are stoned, we are snacky, and we are sure as shit going to talk about the Weed of Time, and I think that's the only time I've ever made it through my intro without messing up or being interrupted. Yeah. I am a type of high where I can do work. I can do all my marking right now. Is it going to make sense? No. (laughs) Yes. So you're just going to sit there in silence now, or what? I don't know. You don't know what to do with your action. I'm moving on. But I, I got through my section two. If you've joined our Patreon, you know what section two is. It's the same every time. I number the parts of the podcast. Because I'm crazy. Oh, All right. I didn't realize that was part two. I thought... It's I always been one. the injury music section. Mm. Interesting. Anyways. Qua did we smoke? We smoked. Or do you want to talk about it? I usually give this to you. Okay, sure. Hey. What up? You don't have to. Sub uh, fans. No. <laughs> <Sub> fans. <laughs> we don't have any fans. No one loves us. Hey, those. that's not true. Matching Shin on Twitter. Well, he's a fucking homie. Or they. Or yeah, I don't know why I assumed it was a guy actually. A patriarchy hath infiltrated. No. Oh, watch the Matrix. Anyway, matching Shin. I always want to watch the Matrix. So she dies. He, she, Z, they, they, whoever you are. We Sarah. see you on Twitter. We dig you. Keep it up. Thanks um, for voting in our stupid polls. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was a wild time. We smoked. We, got philosophical. we smoked a, a, a handcrafted blend by myself. Um, it is based on what was left in the grinder and what we needed to fill the bowl. Yes. <laughs> so it was um, Baker Street by Tweed, and it was also Cold Creek Kush by Vertical. So this should be pretty good. And we smoked one bully woolly of that. Oh, and I am once again drinking the true proletarian beverage, and I'm holding it up like I'm doing a commercial because the, the microphone can see me. Labatt's uh, <laughs> Blue. imagine? Labatt's Blue, the worker's beverage. Imagine the shenanigans. Anyways, so tonight are snacks. Nospo was a very kind soul. And when she went to the mall, she picked up some pretzel bites because Cineplex's pretzel bites are vegan, just not the sauce. You got to ask for it without the sauce. But she picked them up and I love her and we've been eating them. I made popcorn in advance of Logan Ablar's most decent suggestions. We got fruit gushers. And the way I described them that I think I promised I would say on the podcast is like candies jizzing in my mouth. And I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. I gotta say. Badly. Badly. Yeah, I don't think I like it. (laughs) Um, And Nospo got cherry blasters and candy fruit slices. Which I'd be so much happier with if there was no like black purpley ones. That's fair. Filter them all out and give them to me. I fucking love them. It's literally what I'm here for. I'll ask clarifying questions next time to get no. the appropriate candy as well. No, they don't have it without it. I just meant if they produced it. Who would no, want she, a purple candy? She meant watermelon slices because that's initially what I'd said, but like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I interpreted these as watermelon slices, so I was 
I was confused. I got gotcha. Woefully. I was so these taste like the candies that I always had at my grandma's house, the one I don't like. And it's weird. They're really good. Because I think that was the best part about going to see her. But they taste like hating your relatives. Mm-hmm. Also, can I just say these fruit slices? One time, in a bind, I was making cocktails. <laughs> and I didn't have any lemon or lime with which to garnish it. So I just like cut a little slice in the bottom of these gummies. And I just stuck them on the rim of glasses. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was. They were like those... um. Pokemon, the evolution mm-hmm. drinks Whoa. too. They were fancy. They mm-hmm. were they were uh, frozen drinks. drinks. It, was, it was good. Anywho, let's start our prompts. I guess prompt the first. Why the fuck is Galad's last name not Mantier? Because it should be. Could you go ahead and lay out for us why it should? Yeah, be? I'm gonna fucking lay out my case here. Please do. So. Glad is a son of Tigrain, who is the daughter heir of Andor, a royal family of Andor. Keep that in mind. That'll be important later if I want to make my point. Son of Tigrain, Mantir, and of what was his dad's name? Um, Tar something? Tarangel. Mm. Tarangel Damadrin. That's right. He's so bad. I forgot. No suppose his... got questions. Yes. Where is he? Where's his dad? Yeah. He died. Tom killed him. Tom killed him because Terengel was planning to kill Morghese and take over as king of Andor. Right. Yes. That family's g- be dramatic. Wait, and what? Was this, like, way before? Yeah, this was, like, when they were kids. This is, like, when... Elaine has, like, no memories of her mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do so, they know why he died? No. They, Tom made it look like he had an accident, like he tripped and broke his neck mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Tom's a crafty hoe. Come, come on, come on. If you've got to do that to the person who's having sex with, like, okay, just anyway, if you have to do that, no, not to a person who's having sex with, to the person who's wants to kill your your mm-hmm. love of your life, you know, mm-hmm. if you are going to kill the person doing that and make it look like an accident, why would you not make it look like an accident of autoerotic asphyxiation? <laughs> <laughs> They're just like hung off the bathroom door with they dick in their hands, you know? <laughs> And I feel like that's a much better way of doing it. It's the way the accident has to happen. What do you mean hanging off the door? Because they're hanging themselves to while they jerk off. Autoerotic oh, asphyxiation. I thought it was like it looked like he had a heart attack, like no, no, Spider-Manning no. to the door. No, they they had a noose. Okay. While they were touching themselves. I was picturing something very different. Fucking died. So, sure. <laughs> Anyways. Wait, wait. For that one oh, person God. on Twitter who said they fo- uh, they started listening to us and heard about the tearing grill sex toys and they were really happy, this conversation's been for you. It's dedicated to you, boo. <laughs> You're welcome for that conversation, <laughs> Do you want me to find their name? No, it's fine. You just continue with your case. Okay. So, Glad is the son of fucking Tigrain and Terengel. Tigrain, Mantir. Terengel Damadred. Galad's last name is Damadred. So we can presume that based on the way the Galad is named, it is done in the patriarchal way, taking the father's name. Mm-hmm. But then we get to fucking Elaine and Gawain, who are last named Trickhand, because they're named after their mother, Morghese Trickhand, who is the Queen of Andor. So we can presume that it's important enough that when it's in 
terms of royalty, at least, in Andor, it's passed down matriarchal. Matrilinearly. Yeah, matrilinearly. But then there's fucking Galad, whose last name is Damadred, and his mom was the daughter heir of Andor. Okay, so does it change because his dad was a noble of Kyrhean? So were Elaine and Gowan! They have the same dad as Galad! Oh shit, that's right. That's the other thing! It's the same dude and it works in different ways. So what the absolute fuck? Maybe it's because Tigraine's no longer the daughter heir. You only get passed down if you're part of that line So was his name Galad Mantir? Was it Mantir until his mom died? I don't think you could change someone's name like that. I don't think that would be allowed. I don't think Andor ruled that way. Well then, maybe it only works if you're getting named... For the lineage of the person who you are closest in line to their seat of power kind of thing. Oh, that's a good one. He's he's closer to becoming an inheritor of some sort of seat of power in Kerheen as a Damadred than he but is. But that doesn't work either because it's a giant amount of... But he's still got no chance. It, it's... I don't know. But if Tigreen and... If Tigreen hadn't left to go have Rand, mm-hmm. and she had had another child with Terrigal, which she would have, because she wanted would have wanted to produce a daughter heir. Galad would have been first prince of Andor, which is the same as Gawain, and would have been named Matrilinearly. Matrilinearly. Uh... Y'all ever think about that life that Galad could have lived? What if it only applies if you're the immediate heir of the throne? What if that's the only one that goes matrilinearly then? But Gowan Dracand! Because, well, yeah, but I'm, okay. But he is the sibling of the daughter heir and the son of but the queen, But I feel queen, like if right? he was going to be stupid enough to do it that way, you would just give them the different last names. I don't think there's a reality in which Gowan's or Glad's name should be Damadred unless it's changed after his mother died. But who the fuck would do that? That makes no sense. So I think this is a serious plot hole. Okay, I'm going to cut to Nospo because I just remembered she had her hand up a while ago. Oh, I didn't see that. Sorry. What was your thing, if you still remember it? Um, my question was, which one is the Damadred? T-Rain or Terrangale? Terrangale. His dad. Is it... Possible? And then Rand shares Galad's mommy. Is it possible? Or never shared. That Galad changed it in memory of his father. After he died. I know they were close, but I don't think he would. He wouldn't think it would be proper to do that to honor his father, but for sake his mother. I think he would prefer to just do nothing. Because he's also think, sad about his mom. Okay, but do you think he could be at least a little bit bitter about his mom since she chose to... He didn't know that, though. He, she just disappeared. People didn't know she ran away. Oh, okay. People thought she might have been killed or something. Okay. Okay. Now, my actual idea... I've, I've been challenging your things just to, like... Mm-hmm. I agree it's a plot hole, but I'm pretty sure I have a reason for it. If Galad is a damage... Okay, think think about being Robert Jordan writing the first few books. It's pretty elaborate. At least for fantasy of its time, it's pretty elaborate, right? Mm-hmm. He probably was naming Galad and figuring out who his parents were, and he's like, well, technically, I should name him Mantir, but that's just another new name that's going to confuse people more right here in book 
four or whatever. So why don't I just say damage red because we already know some of those. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like he chose to make it a plot hole to make it more palatable to readers kind of thing. You going to be okay over there? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any it's thoughts on what I said then? I think it's accurate, but okay. I think that if he consciously made that choice, mm-hmm. that makes him a not great writer. I would rather have my world make sense as a whole mm-hmm. and have people be challenged by it. Mm-hmm. Could you make that I same would... claim? Could you make that same claim if you were under pressure from a giant book company who have mm-hmm. you on contract? But like, I think that's you're such trying a small to... thing, though. That's such a small thing that I don't think naming him Galadadrid Mantir mm-hmm. would have been much more confusing than a lot of things that already happened in that book. Okay. Was it somehow supposed to allude to how Rand is from Camelin, or his mom was? No, because he doesn't have his mom's last name. He has his dad's last name. Mm, true. If he had Mantir as his last name, he would have his mom's last name. Also, how did it take Mr. Buzzkill that long to come get laundry? I don't know. I feel like you you yelled at him at least 15 minutes ago. I definitely did. It's only been 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm surprised it's been that long, to be honest. I guess it hasn't all been on this prompt. Okay. But yeah, is it a plot hole or is it... I think no matter what, it's a plot hole. But Whether it was intentional or not is yeah. another question. Uh-huh. And if it was intentional, I don't whether like it, it was the right call or not is an entirely different question. Mm-hmm. This is quite the decision which, tree. Which, since Robert Jordan is dead and we can never know for sure and we can never get his side of it, mm-hmm. it's almost not fair to say that was the wrong choice. But what I'm saying is... I don't think it was the right choice, even if your thing is true. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is there could be more extenuating circumstances that we don't know about that make it a better decision than it seems to us. He's a plot hole apologist, apparently. How many plot holes have I brought up in the Wheel of Time <laughs> that you just shrug away? No, because usually I can... The correct answer is, like, powery stuff. Which is weak and bullshit, but you've got no problem with that. Yeah, because it's theoretically possible in the world. This (laughs) is an inherent contradiction. I defy anyone to write three million contradictionless words. Yeah, like, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if I did it, but I'm just like, it's there, and I don't think a lot of people think about this one. That's fair. What if it's a thing of... So I like the point that you made about um, he's a noble, so he's high up. What if it's only for children who are the daughter of the Queen of Andor? Or um, if like if you become the Queen of Andor, you have to take... But Gowan's last name is Tricand. Because that's one I brought up earlier. Yeah. But I said, what if you're also... But also, like, the son or daughter of the... Queen of Andor. Like, directly. Yeah, but Gout, then Galad would have had that last name because his mother was the daughter heir of Andor. But no, no. 
I, I think what Nosebo was saying is only if you're the current active daughter heir and queen of Andor. No, I don't like like that. as soon as Tyrion wasn't daughter heir anymore, then it didn't count anymore. I really don't think they do the thing where they're changing last names and things. Okay. I think that's just unrealistic, in my opinion. I could be wrong because mm-hmm. they thinking about the history of Andor. Mm-hmm. The original. Queen of Andor, her family doesn't even exist anymore because they let that name die out. So I don't think they have those rules designed to maintain a name. Mm. Mm. I don't think I can go any further without like researching more deep lore. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, why is that last name gone? Were, were they were they killed all off? The like, su- all the sons died when they were in fights, so uh, only the daughters lived and they took the last names, I guess. Okay. Which is weird. So if, if it was a choice of... If, like, it was consciously people lost mm-hmm. that name, but the family continued, that makes more sense. But I'm like, what, what if they got the Romanov treatment? And then yeah. there just wasn't any more? Because that wouldn't say as much about the rules. Uh-huh. But that's why I said I don't know what no, happened to the just, end of the family. So I Yeah, there were just girls that got married instead of boys. The name just died out. Anyways, I feel like that's about as far as we can get on that. Mm-hmm. It, it was wrong. It was a bad choice. I feel like I've illustrated that clearly. It's been bothering me for You've a while. You've illustrated that you believe that. <laughs> I had evidence. Those are fighting words. <laughs> I had evidence. I know. All right. So I've had my prompt where I go off. It's time for Dengs. Did Rand really have to tell the Aiel about what he learned in Rudion? Oh, fuck, I had something on this. That place is called Rudim and nothing else. You're wrong. Yeah, I said Rudain. Rudi. Rudain. Rudain is how I That's said it. That's also wrong. But anyway. Look, not all of us have listened to the fucking audiobooks, okay? We're sorry. <laughs> Especially T grain. Yeah, that one's bullshit. That one's upsetting. Anyway, this is me stalling. I just mean for neither of you, that's how it's spelt. Mm. It's not spelt that way, so it doesn't make sense that you would have pronounced it that way. That's that's yeah. specifically what Part I meant. That is because when it gets to words like that sometimes. Like I had no idea what the actual word for telelandroid. Telelandroid. Oh, I was going to add in more uh, a lot, so I had to stop and restart. I just knew the general shape of the word, so I just mm. kind of ignored looking at the rest of the letters, and I probably have done that with... Rudian? Yep. Okay, part of the problem is that Robert Jordan is not consistent on whether or not strings of vowels get separated into separate syllables. Rudian. Nineave. Yeah. When is it necessary to put a Y at the end of a, a <laughs> syllable, even if it's not in there? Egwene. Yeah. Right? Okay? You need to have consistent linguistic rules. Or, I don't give a shit about pronouncing your stuff right. Yeah. Fuck you. It's like English. Fuck off. <laughs> um. So, remember this morning when I said I really had something for this prompt? Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Why did he <laughs> need to tell the Aiel what he saw? Um, there was a prophecy saying that yeah, yeah. he needed to do it. That's the only 
reason why like what would have gone wrong if he hadn't told them would they not have believed he was the car card would they have not been willing to follow him like what would have gone wrong if he hadn't done that because i don't see a reality in which it does but it just had to tell them such a bullshit outrageous claim that only he could somehow make because no one else would have even dared to think that that they would believe him but what if it doesn't even involve them like it's not about whether or not they would have believed him but it was necessary to a certain smaller thing later on. Like, he needed to tell them so there would be an ideological split between the That's ideal kind of thing. That's kind of what I meant, yeah. Like, what wouldn't have happened or would have happened oh. if he hadn't. That's my big one, is the split That would have fucked up the last battle. Mm-hmm. Because this was a prophecy. This was something necessary for him to... We're, we're going to have to be careful here. Yeah. But, it's but one yeah. of the things he knew that was necessary to fulfill if he was going to make it to and potentially win the last battle. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is something I have a problem with. Okay, I think I found where I was going with it. Mm. This is a problem I have with a lot of fantasy, particularly of that era. Okay? And the people I'm going to call out for this are Robert Jordan with The Wheel of Time, Terry Goodkind and The Sword of Truth, especially in the final books of the plot arc, like Warheart and Severed Souls, and also um, uh, David Eddings, David and Leigh Eddings, in the Belgariad, but it was even worse in the Malorian, where you make these prophecies, and you have your main characters there to fulfill a prophecy or prophecies, and then what ends up happening is a lot of stuff gets said in the prophecy, like, he needs to do this, he needs to do that, otherwise he won't be successful, right? But what we never see, we see the main character meeting all those conditions. But what we don't see is how it was necessary in the end. Okay? like How is it related to the final goal? So in the Malorian, the entire book series is this guy reading the prophecy. And I think it's the Marin Codex, it's called. But anyway, he he's reading this prophecy and he's like, okay, I need to have with me the bear man, the man who is and is not. The woman from the race who is dead and the thief. I know I need to have those people with me when I'm there at the final event that decides the fate of the universe. Okay, so he goes around and he fucking gathers them all up and he meets, you know, a hundred other things that were in the prophecy. And then he shows up and it's actually a lot like Shadow Ghoul. It's like this hole in a mountain. And he goes in there and there's a prophet who needs to decide between him and an evil person who came at the same time. And if she chooses the good guy, the universe is saved. And if she chooses the bad guy, the universe will implode. But it's completely up to her. And she doesn't entirely have the context. It's very, very strange. Anyway, he walks in there with all these people. And he's met all these conditions. And he walks in. And she says, oh, I guess I need to make my decision now. You're both here. And there's an evil guy there. And she says, I choose you, Belgarian. And... He's like, okay, thank you for choosing me. The bad guy dies, and then the universe doesn't implode. And for no reason did he need any of those people with him. He went across the entire map from the front of the book to do random different shit that had nothing to do with the final event. Okay? Terry Goodkind, you're fucking weak. You do that sort of shit all the time. They need to meet these conditions, and then there's no logical reason those conditions needed to be met. David and Leigh Eddings, you did this all the time. You also like to drop slurs, and it's not fucking funny. Um, 
And then Robert Jordan, you do this a lot, or you did this a lot too, and it's dumb as shit. Don't just add words because they sound mystical and cool. Add them because they actually have something to add to the plotline and the final events that you have in your head. Otherwise, you're fucking stupid as shit. Robert Jordan wasn't bad about that. He, 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 he was by far the least of those. Yeah. But, like, there are certain things... It was things a very where... prophecy-heavy fantasy era. And we didn't always get the connection to the events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is how we had the whole Path of Daggers um, debate. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, and because the prophecy. I think the prophecies are meant to be loose, though, because I really enjoy that about rereading the series. Is when I'm reading those prophecies, I'm like, "This is what this connects to." Like Min's viewings mm. of the first thing, I adored that because it all made sense later. Mm. I haven't seen a prophecy where it doesn't actually tie in. Well, the one we're talking about. Yeah. 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 That, that, I just mean like I never see mystical words and not know what event in the books it referred to. Okay, is what I mean. Okay, not saying that it doesn't necessarily tie to the end, but like I can see how the prophecy referred to this event that I read about. Right, and like those can definitely be cool, but I just I feel like we get lost in not having had a reason for it, and I just prefer to have more substance, That's like fair. like they always did in Malazan, you know. Yeah. Like they always do in the first law. I kind of like not knowing how it would mess things up, though. Because then you have to think about all the different events that could have... It's like the butterfly effect kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Y- you can speculate more. Uh-huh. No, Is it somehow related to the ale having to work with um, a Sedai and... I don't know if this, I'm just guessing, like, maybe Tinkers at some point? Tinkers were, uh, oh, you mean you think they'll have to work with Tinkers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. No. Well. And we've noticed that since these events have transpired, like, even where I am, so you know this, and it's not a spoiler, it's kind of how I'm measuring myself these days, um, is the Aeolar becoming less respectful of Aes Sedai. But at first, working with them was something they didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was necessary then for Ranch to have, like, yeah. proved that what he says is necessary kind of thing. Like, maybe it was just him gaining clout with the Aiel was the main reason it was necessary. Maybe. But I don't think he could have told them. I think he could have got them behind him without having said it. He might have. It could have been a lot harder. It might have had to have been a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... There, there, there might have been more risk but like, involved that way. But there was a whole thing where the Chiefs were like, okay, come talk to us and we will tell you who the real one is. So the Chiefs were saying, come talk to us privately. Why mm-hmm. didn't he just go with the t- Chiefs, tell them privately, and then they would have been like, hey, this one's the real one. That's true. It, that should have had the same mm-hmm. effect because I yield trust, trust their Chiefs. Yeah. No. Yeah, you know, it's far easy to see the necessity of his having gone there than yeah. it is to see of why he shared what he saw there. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. It's a far more nuanced point that there's not yeah. good answers for, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff with not good answers, apparently, tonight. To, to, to sum up my point in it, anyway, uh, David and Leigh Eddings, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and Terry Goodkind, minimal fuck you, but still definitely a fuck you. It, the nipples all the time, though. They got better in Shroud of Eternity. No, not Shroud of Eternity. Siege of Stone. I'm still the convinced that Terry Goodkind hired a Ghost Raider for after the main uh, Sword of Truth series that was just obsessed with nipples, and then he finally read some of the shit this Ghost Raider was writing. He's like, oh, fuck. And then had to try to pick it up from there, but he couldn't let on with his regular rating style because that would just be weird. Did he just describe nipples in great detail? Mm-hmm. Like, just there, he would make excuses that made no sense for girls to have their shirts off, and then yeah, would describe them in like huge detail. Mm. Malazan was a little bit about that too. Not Steven Erickson, Ian Asselmont. Ian Asselmont was shitty. With Terry Goodkind, it was. Um... The one that really got me was there was the scene where a bunch of sailors came in and tried to um, sexually assault a woman in her cabin. And this one guy ripped the top of her nightgown down. Mm -hmm. And then in his dialogue, he said, oh, wow, look at those. And then like really intensely described her nipples. And then I might be misremembering this, but I think the nipples then got hard and he mentioned it. In his dialogue, and then proceeded to go about trying to assault her. Um, what the fuck? It was a nice touch that she like proceeded to castrate him. Like <laughs> I, I did like that, but it was it just felt really really gross, and I felt uncomfortable reading it. It felt like you were reading like rape porn. Yeah. No, I, it, I it, feel it, like it really that's good. the type that of... exists. Does that definitely exist? Oh yeah. Life's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Death is a daydream. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, let, let's get off this prompt. We're going dark places. We man. are, we are. Maybe we shouldn't have mixed the mixed the um Baker Street. The introspective weed with yeah. the trippy weed. Yeah, oh, at least yeah. it's not tweed by tweed. Yeah, at least it's not the paranoid weed. That happened a dang earlier this week and it was not good. Yeah, I accidentally made or mixed a weed that made you paranoid with a weed that made you think introspectively really hard. We didn't know this about it yet. Yeah, I didn't know, but I smoked quite a bit of it. And then I was just like sitting playing video games and I started like having really dark thoughts, questioning every decision I've ever made. And like, I got to some dark places. And then you came to bed and I snuggled him. Yeah. And that made it better. Anyway. Let's, uh... So, our last prompt for the evening requires us to smoke another bowl, and then we're going to describe Dumai's Wells. So, toodaloo for now, folks. I'm sure I'll put in some swooshy sound effect here, but we're going to go smoke another bowl. <laughs> Three hours later. <laughs> Alright, fam, we smoked another bowl. And we're all a little bit weird now, but in different ways. <laughs> I'm being very introspective. I don't know how to describe how Noah's supposed to be, but she's being away. It's like obtuse, but she has no idea <laughs> that she's being obtuse. She just thinks she's being normal. And then Dang's been with me on the introspective. No, I've just been angry. Why have you been angry? I don't even know. Because Take a big deep breath. Music. Oh yeah, he's been. Angry because Nospo made him listen to uh, the big band version of How to Train Your Dragon. But 
He teaches it Big all band version. It was a five minute long MIDI of synth brass. <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> I'm not saying where I stand on this situation because I'm not sure. But anyways, he's mad about it because he interrupted 500 miles for it. You said we couldn't do it after 500 miles, though. Can't do nothing yeah. after 500 miles except listen to 500 miles. <laughs> That's true. And I would have accepted that as an answer. What's our next prompt? We're gonna fucking talk about Jumai's Wells. We're gonna say what happened and when it hid. I didn't realize that was it. Smoke another bowl and then describe Jumai's Wells. Yeah, I thought we were just supposed to, like, talk about how we felt about it. Oh, no. That's why I made notes. Yeah, no, I thought you're just that anal, you know? You would probably make notes about a freeform discussion about our feelings, just to prepare. And be like, please read over your part, dear. And I wouldn't just sign you apart. Wouldn't you? You probably would, and it would be color-coded. No, I would not tell you how you feel. I don't believe you. Are you so mean to me right now? You're making me sound like such a bad partner. Just an organized partner. It's okay, I sound like a bad friend. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh my god. So, who would like to lead on what happened at Dumai's Wells? So, Dumai's Wells, I don't know why you're saying it all weird. You're emphasizing the I really hard, so you I was are. trying yeah, to mock you because it's how it's pronounced. Also, I was just trying to be silly, I hope you know that. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so we're in the Lord of Fucking Chaos. And let's, I guess, describe where we're at for people who don't remember what book happens in what. What happens in what book. Words, I can say them. I'm not falling asleep. Um, <laughs> so in Lord of Chaos, some people went to a town. Other okay, so, people so, stayed in a town. <laughs> okay, Rand has been to the Aiel Waste. He's got all his people. He broke the Aiel. He's taking Karian and he's gone to Camelot, so he's killed Ravi in there. And. Hmm. What up? That's why he had to tell them. He had to break them. Because that's specifically in the prophecy that whatever he learned yeah, to do, we he had just... to break them. Oh, that's right. I'm interpreting the question wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was why did he have to break them? Yeah. Not how it made sense. But anyways, so <laughs> he's got the Aiel, Karian, and Camelin. He's chilling out, Max and relaxing all cool. Perrin's on his way back from the two rivers. Uh, Matt's in Saladar going with Elaine and Nynaeve to Ebudar. Bad call. They're, well, they're in Ebudar. I'm thinking of where I am in the book, not where the book ends. But anyways, um, yeah, so they're all in about those places. Egwene's the Amarlin. I don't think that was quite yet. Yeah, it was because I've read it already and mm-hmm. I haven't read Dumai's Wells yet. Okay, fair enough. It happens in the same books. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. I do my research. Oh, I read the section K. today. Anyways, so. There's, I, oh, the tower broke. That's the big thing here. The tower broke. Elaine is the Amarlin and they all said, fuck that shit. And they yeeted themselves to Saladar. So now there's the Tower Aes Sedai and they've raised Egwene as Amelin, so they are officially like a definite rival faction. We'll call them the Saladar Aes Sedai. The Saladar Aes Sedai 
Can I fucking call them salamanders? I swear to God. Let's go. The salad are I said I said, hey, we should go talk to Rand because like he's important in things. And this is probably something that we need to deal with. So they took Min with them and they yeeted themselves off to Camelin. And then Alayda was like, this is a man channeling and I can't handle that even though I know I have to. But I'm going to be like shame and be crazy obsessive and organize everything. So I'm just going to keep him right here in his little box. And sent some Aes Sedai to Karian to get Rand. But Rand could travel so he could be in like both places on like the same day. So it was fine. They weren't interacting with each other so that's good because they're fighting, remember? And that's about where we're at. So, fuck. <laughs> I've been talking forever about things that aren't related to Dumaizuels at all. Every time you say they needed themselves, I imagine them loading, <laughs> loading themselves up into a slingshot. Me too! And then using the power to... <laughs> me too, me too, me too. I'm so glad you got my exact imagery. Thank you. Anyways... Something happened with the Camelon Aes Sedai. Oh, there's too many of them in the city because two new ones came in. And that mean, meant that there was 13 Aes Sedai in the city. And Rand was like, oh, fuck that. And he yeeted himself off to Karian in his slingshot where the tower Aes Sedai were. And he knew about six of them in the city. That was it. There weren't any other ones as far as he was concerned. No, only three of them were allowed to go in over time. But there was actually 33 Aes Sedai in that city, and they were all hiding as not Aes Sedai. Yes, Nospo, you have a, a question, comment, or concern? <laughs> Dude, it's about the eating. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine! Over the interruption. Imagine, instead of Robert Jordan having the instead of calling traveling, making gateways. Just leading yourself through time and space. It was creating a slingshot with the power, and then using the power to also <laughs> activate it. <laughs> and that was an actual thing that was canon in the series. <laughs> Because I fucking believe it. If I didn't know gateways were here. That would be a rough thing to believe. I think you're a little gullible there. That's a lot. Because, like, you know they're slingshotting themselves across miles. They're just going to go splat. I wish I lived in the alternate universe that that was what traveling was. I think you done did just make your own. Anyways, <laughs> there was or secretly like 33 eyes that died in the city. They were all traveling in a house, or, or hiding <laughs> in a house, pretending to not be eyes that I. And these women, are the tower eyes that I had brought around like chests of gold before. So what happened was they decided that he was being a bitch and needed to be de-bitched. <laughs> Galena was taking it into her own hands so they did three Aes Sedai appearing as Aes Sedai and they took like the really young Aes Sedai they don't have the faces yet with them so there's 15 of them but 12 of them were pretending to be servants carrying a giant box and they came into the room 
and then they shielded Rand, and they tied him up, and then they put him in the box. And said, totally who? We're leaving with we're leaving with this box that we came in with. It's cool. Bye. He left via gateway because he's a little bitch. Because you know historically he has been a little bitch and has done, had history of this. So the maidens were just like fucking again. I'm gonna beat his ass when he gets home. <laughs> you know, like it was a resigned kind of acceptance. And then they, they were pissed off about that, so they didn't yeah, feel like they check blocks. Yeah, and they ignore serving people because it makes them uncomfortable to look at it because it's like such a shameful thing for the oh, I mean, their culture. Right. Yeah. So they wouldn't look at them really, and so they wouldn't notice the faces. But anyways, they take him to that house that they were hiding all the eyes to die in. Uh, he... <laughs> They went back to their house with him, and they put them in his basement. And they had been channeling like crazy in that house for like weeks on end now. So this was nothing suspicious now that they were channeling small amounts to maintain Rand's shields and bond. Because um, they planned ahead for this. Reds are nothing but organized. Anyways. What am I doing? He's in the basement. And at one point, they kidnap Min when she's going between the Aiel tents mm-hmm. and the city. So and they got her, too. So they wait a couple of days, and they go, Well, he's clearly never coming back ever. We just can't sit around and wait for him to continue our discussions. We're going to leave. And everybody went like, Oh, okay, Dokley, we don't like you anyways. Please, please go. So they did. But little did anybody know, Rand was in a box that they carried with them. Wasn't a stinky ass box. It was. They specifically talk about it. Because they also, like, put him in the sun to roast and shit. In the box. Like, it's disgusting. So anyways. They they eat themselves out of the city. And then people are like, okay, please go. But they're like, hee 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 hee, we've secretly got him in a box. Ha 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 ha. You know? And then Barrelane was looking through Rand's apartments to try to figure out what the fuck had happened to him. And she found his sword, and she's like, oh, fuck, he would not have left without his sword. This is this is weird. Just she carried it into the room that Perrin was in. Um, Perrin's been there for a while, going, like, where the fuck is this boy? He needs to fix some things here. And there's, like, specific stuff they had talked about and things like that. But, um... They realize that Rand has been taken by the Aes Sedai. And this is when Sulin was still pretending to be a servant because she talked to... Oh, this part was bitching. I love I hated Sulin as a servant, but I loved this moment. But she's like, my first brother has been taken. I'm a maiden again! And, like, immediately went into, like, crazy, like, combat mother mode, and Mm -hmm. I loved it. Anyways. Yes. Another... Yes. Part of that that had similar energy. You know when the maidens do the hand talk to that one Gashade and they were like, oh fuck, this is serious, I gotta yeah. go. It has the same energy as that. That's why Sulin became a maid, or became That's a servant. Because right. she talked to Gashade as if they were still maidens. So she had to do something even more shameful than that. To meet her toe. So she became a servant. Anyways. Rand's in a box with some Aes Sedai. People have found out about it about three days after they left the city. And they're like, 
fuck, 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 we gotta go get him. Um, cut to the Aes Sedai. They are keeping Rand in a box. Min is there. They are trying to roast Rand alive in the box to torment him. And they open... Or, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. When they first got there, they were like, okay, we'll, we'll hope he can be reasonable. And they let him out of the box for a little bit. Um, just to, like, kind of get, you know, not be bound up in a box. And he saw that they had taken Min, and Min was there. And he killed a warder with his bare hands. Took the first warder's sword and severely injured the as another warder in, like, the two seconds it took for them to realize what was happening and then bind him with air. So in, like, two seconds, he, like, 1.75 killed people. Or killed 1.75 people. <laughs> and then they tried to heal the warder and he died because he was weak enough that the healing killed him. Oh, I've never. And both of, of those. Yeah. And both of those warders. Are now ghosts. No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> both of those warders belong to one Aes Sedai. So she's like extra mad because, like, you know how they get all weepy when their warder dies? That times two. Crazy Alana rape bonding Rand crazy. X2. So every single night, they're keeping Rand in the box all of the time now. All day while it's all roasty. And then in the night, they open it and they let her beat him. All up and down. Every single night. And then he shoved right back in the box. He has to stay there. This is a man who was six foot six, all tied up in a box. Like, it's horrific. And this is where, like, all of Rand's issues and PTSD come from. Don't at me. You're not all of it, but, like, you know, this is where a lot of it starts. The majority of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rand is a badass and loves men, and they should have been together. And Delayne and Avienda should have just been gay together. I would have been perfectly happy with that. Anyways. Um. Shido had been working with the Tower of Aes Sedai. I'm back on topic now. Um, the Shido had been working with the Tower of Aes Sedai. You guys can talk, by the way. I've been talking for so long. We're just, just waiting so for happy. you to actually describe Dumai's Wells. Because we need to know what's happening leading up to Dumai's Wells. Huh? And we need to set the scene. Then keep going. Okay, fine. We need to know why Rand is in a box. Okay. I've been working with Aes Sedai and wanted to betray them to get Rand. So Savannah wanted to marry Rand uh, as her third husband to be extra powerful. So she's like, haha, all of my Shido will attack this Aes Sedai camp. And they were. And, you know, there was lots of power being thrown. There was fireballs. There was lightning. Things like that. Gawain and then was there for some reason. Gawain was there with the younglings, being a douche as per usual. Like, isn't he just absolute worst? Anyways, um, so this is what they're seeing when Perrin and his retinue come up. So it's like Perrin, a whole bunch of the Aiel, Ruark's there. Uh, a bunch of the wise ones came to to be against the Channelers. Which is really significant because the Wise Ones have never taken part in any conflict before ever, especially as Channelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord Dobrain, which is one of the Kyrian lords, and a bunch of his soldiers 
and a whole bunch of Mayanners, uh, but Berling is not there because Rurik told her she would be a dumbass to do that because she's the ruler of a nation. Um, so they chased down the Aes Sedai and ran, and when they kind of caught them, that's what they were seeing. Perrin also had the wolves on standby. They were ready. Uh, oh, and the two, two Rivers men met up with them and a whole bunch of the Camelin Aes Sedai that Rand had exiled from Camelin because they followed Alana's nose because she bond, or were bonded rape for Rand. And it was horrifying. And that one Aes Sedai who thinks about it in those explicit terms is like the only Aes Sedai I trust. And Baron let it happen. Fucking black she is. I guarantee it. Sorry? You're saying that Baron let it happen. Oh. Because she's a black. Well, she couldn't really stop her. He didn't tell her what she was going to do beforehand. But, anyways. Yeah, so the Saladar came when Aes Sedai showed up. And... They saw that. So, Shadow's attacking the tower I to die up in the ra- wagons, trying to get to Rand. Anyways, so Gowan saw the Shadow because one of his men got killed and rode in on it. Uh, so he stopped the company and began to defend. Shadow attacked the wagons. They're attacking each other, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Perrin's forces get there, and Perrin now summons the wolves. So those Aiel have no idea what's around them because they're all focused on the wagon. It's like a three-layer circle. There's the Tower Aes Sedai, there's the Shido, and then there's everybody else on the outside. So, in they go. And they take a bunch of the Shido from the back, and it's getting really bloody and gross. And things, and... Okay, this is definitely the battle, and you guys are should talk now. Well, shit went crazy. Everybody got murdered. There was, like, everyone was up to their knees in blood. Mm-hmm. Somehow then Tamus there, and I don't... He does. He does. Yeah. I don't know how he knew, or like... I know how he knew. How he knew. How he been knew. (laughs) We knew how he been knew. (laughs) (laughs) At least I'm pretty sure I do. Is it a spoiling? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't picking up what you were putting down. (laughs) That you weren't. <laughs> I'm of the opinion that Tame knows a person who knew people who were there. He knew a guy. And, and he, he knew a guy who knew a guy who told him. And so he showed up. Because yeah. his intel was good. Anyways. Could you imagine if he appeared in a different place? <laughs> Could you imagine? There's just an absolute fucking massacre happening and Rand's probably gonna die. And he just fucks off to fucking Terabon. Like... Wait, wait, wait. Can you put that back up and waiting? Look at the color palette of the yeah. Gushers. Yeah. I like it. Sorry. <laughs> this is your fault, Logan. You made that happen. Congratulations. Okay, so, yeah, the Ashaman appear out, they appear out of gateways in the middle of it, which, like, slice horses and people in half and things. And, and that's just... when Tame said, we can make a religion out of this. And then he did. <laughs> That is cutting people apart with gateways, is what I'm referring to. Him making a religion out of. Yes. That could have been a direct quote from a Bill Wirtz video. Okay. It was. You ever seen that gif on The Simpsons? Of that blonde guy being like, that's the joke. Because that gif, that's what I'm saying to you right now. Yeah. So... Shadow got wolves at them, all of Perrin's party, 
And now the Ashman are coming out and making people's heads explode, um, bursting into flame, thing, things like that. Hold so things are getting juicy. Hold on, though. Are you okay? <laughs> 2023, Maxine Bernier is back with a new party, the Perrins Party. <laughs> That's all I could think of when you said it. I blacked out for the rest of your sentences. Like Heads are exploding. Yeah, my head did explode when I thought about Maxine Bernier running in another election. Actually, come to think of it. <laughs> well, if you went to high school with us, there's your clue. <laughs> That's such a cryptic-ass clue, though. It is. Like, who else Kabumski. remembers that but us? That entire classroom. I doubt certain people in that class knew it. AKA one who moved to Texas. Ah. And asked a specific horrifying question. I don't remember what you're... I'll tell you after. Okay. Sure. Anyways, so heads are exploding. Times are getting tough. All of a sudden a battlefield full of people has become full of more people and then less people because the showing up of those people made other people die. Yup. Michael Jackson's head w- heads will roll started playing softly in the background. <laughs> so the tower eyes that I are noticing this additional things and they're going, oh fucking shit balls. We need to protect ourselves because this is absolute madness. <laughs> so the third are six Aes Sedai that can maintain Rand's shield. So he's already been shielded by Wait, 13. Hold on, can I say something? Yeah. I think the Tower Aes Sedai made a real mistake not befriending the Black Tower. Because with that second additional tower, think of all the free, like, square footage that would have been there for drying fucking reusable pads. <laughs> That's a callback. They, they could have handled they could have handled twice the fertile Aes Sedai or Aes Sedai. They could have facilitated twice as effective laundry services for feminine hygiene products. Okay, but would they have called it the second white tower? Because it couldn't be the black tower, or else a lot of women have a lot of things that they should see a doctor for going on. Mm. <laughs> so, you know when you're in a, like Microsoft Office and you save a file, and maybe it's called the white tower, but then if you were to make another file and try and save it as the white tower... Your computer would autocorrect it to the white tower and then in brackets, one. <laughs> I think we all see where I'm going with this, right? Fuck. Anyway, um. Fuck. So the tower ice, did I have something to say about it? White tower Tarvel on Wait, campus, oh no. white tower and or campus. What? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Jordan was typing away. Into Microsoft Word and wrote the White Tower. Start parentheses one, closing parentheses period. You're goddamn right. And his editor told him, "No, that's insanity. You gotta change it to something else." Here's the thing, though: the way you pronounce it in the in the world of Randland, Microsoft Word. The right bracket, the one, and the left bracket are all actually silent. So it's the white tower. And, no, it's the white tower and the white tower. With that little meaningful silence in there at the end. He nodded to give it emphasis. He did a Marshall Erickson. 
<laughs> I guess. Eating a lot of mayo? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. He'd, he'd like lean forward and just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Like all the time. That's not even him. Mm. That's just the actor. Mm. He does that in, um. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's the bitch. This is why I like Dang. He's great. Anyways, heads are exploding. The tower eyes to die are getting old. Times are tough. They're exploding. People are exploding out there. We have to do something. So the Runs into the president's office. Mr. President, people are exploding out there. We have to do something. You can make a religion out of this. And then they did. It's called the Weed of Time podcast. That's it. I'm going to full Jehovah Witness our podcast around the neighborhood. (laughs) I knock on the door in sweatpants and a mostly unbuttoned plaid flannel shirt. Knock on the door. Wearing a a tank top that has a cannabis leaf on it. Right. And then I've just got like a bag of Doritos in my hand and I knock on the door at 7 a.m. on a Sunday and they open the door all bleary eyed and wondering what's going on. And I'm like... Have you heard the good news? And they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, the weed of time is mixing your three favorite things. Cannabis, snacks, and Robert Jordan. Would you like a brochure? An informational brochure? It's just a joint. (laughs) You all go to our next door fucking neighbors. And what if they're infant children answer the door? dog answers the door. I would like to make an informational pamphlet about us. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hand it out around the hard. neighborhood and and then I'll print some off and leave them on top of the urinal in Walmart. Because <laughs> that's what they've started doing lately. Start leaving that little Christian pamphlet, Our Daily Bread, on the urinals. That's a thing that happens. Leave, leave business cards at the dog park. <laughs> But also make an informational packet. Put it on the Patreon. Yeah, maybe. I just don't make know what I... I don't know how I'd describe us. Make informational Can brochures. Series and of quotes? <laughs> it's just the episode titles. <laughs> but make an informational brochure and leave it in two places only. The used bookstore and the pot shop. <laughs> I'm a marketing god. <laughs> but the real niche places would be the bookstores right beside the pot shop. <laughs> I shit you not, we've got at least one of those downtown. <laughs> There's a head shop right next to a used bookstore. The used bookstore was closed, so I went in and I bought my very first pipe and grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Buzzkill was there. Did he go in with you? Oh, he did. There was a Bob Marley flag on the wall. He was highly uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't he always? Yeah. Anyway, uh, people's heads are cursploding, Mr. President. What are we going to do about it? (laughs) Holy fuck, I forgot we were talking about demise wheels. Anyways. Wait, episode title, people's heads are (laughs) cursploding. Probably. Anyway, sorry. So, they go... It's the long tree song of death. (laughs) 
Okay, sorry. Let's do it. Let's wrap this up. I actually. hate the laundry song. It sounds like an evil clown. Anyways, the Aes Sedai want to go help the defenses, so they tie off their shields on Rand, and four of them do this. Wait, can I say something? Yes. I'm sorry, I just had a thought. You're talking about the, the laundry song, yeah. And all I can imagine is the laundry goes off, and instead, it just it's just a voice coming up through the fucking <laughs> oh vent God. from downstairs. You want some popcorn, Georgie? Ever <laughs> <laughs> doing laundry again? <laughs> Thanks. I'm I'm sorry. They, they tie off a shield on Rand, and what do they do? I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. No, God, no. <laughs> the laundry song reminds me of the biowave from just disjointed. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> There's a singular green gusher here, and I'm not going to eat it. Thank you. I got you. Gushers, I've decided. I like them. Anyways. They're running to the defenses. They tie off the shield. Four of them do this, and... Rand can get through the shield if they're not actively holding it. If it's tied off, he knows how to break through a shield. Luz Theron has taught him this while he's been locked in the box and they've been working together a little bit. So now it's up to Min to create a distraction. <laughs> she doesn't actually. Fuck! But Rand just starts like... how Luz Theron talks? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Can he be Phil from Hercules? Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. As Luz Theron. <laughs> Rafe Judkins, hear my, please, please, he, hear my supplicant begging. Luz Theron must be played by Danny DeVito. And I am willing to hunger strike for this as soon as this popcorn is gone. <laughs> Speaking of which, I dropped this on the floor. Can you give it to the dog? The dog records the podcast with us. We bring her little bed over and she sits beside me. Oh, speaking of pets, shout out to the Master of the Deck on Twitter. You named your cat for a Malazan character. You're a fucking G. Our dog is named after a Malazan character. We feel that. All right. Sorry, let's finish off this battle. Yeah. I'll stop interrupting. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, so when the shields are tied off, there's like space between the ropes so, so the ropes are the power that make the knot. He can like slide in when there's space and then just kind of explode the knot. So he's doing this me as fast a, as he can. Me with a fork when my shoes get tied in a knot. <laughs> <laughs> the big Don't worry, dear. Luz Theron taught me how to do this when I get my shoes messed up. Fuck. Okay. So. Stop! So, so check. So it. he's exploding. <laughs> he's exploding the knots, as in he's trying to go as fast. People. Do, 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 <laughs> Anyways, stop it! Oh my god! <laughs> he's exploding the knots. He's going as fast as he can because he knows the eye said I can tell the shield's weakening. And as he's going, one comes back and rejoins the shield. So there's three on him. So he's like, oh, God, I gotta go real fast. You gotta to, go fast. Yeah, gotta go fast. And then he explodes all the knots. And eventually he's got enough room that he can kind of, like, hulk out of the shield. And as he's doing it, he steals the three eyes that I that were um, on him. So that were holding a shield. So 
Two of them are knocked unconscious, and one of them is just screaming. But he's still in the box now. So now he hulks out of the box with air, and it makes a whole bunch of shrapnel everywhere. And then, you know, Rand's been in a box for weeks at a time. Except for when he's been hauled out to be beaten from head to toe and then so, put back in the box. So not only is he really hungry, but he's also covered in his own poopies and oh, they, gross. Oh, no, no, no. They, um, yeah, they take him out. They water food him at night. I, I forgot about that. And let him make pishy? I assume so. Okay. I, uh, God, I hope so. Fuck. Anyways, he crystallizes out of the box and he's just trying to get up desperately as his muscles don't really work. And he manages to do it a little bit and he sees Min lying down under a whole bunch of the shrapnel from his box. And he just fucking screams over there. He knocks over the one I said I still conscious on the way. Just fucking, like, <laughs> gone. Emperor Palpatine leans in from the shadows. It seems in your anger <laughs> you killed her. And Rand's like, <laughs> no, she was alive. I felt it. No, and just blows up the lab. Yeah. I need to know how Rand Althor screams. I really do. Surprisingly high-pitched. That, that, that's my theory. All right. Continue. He runs over, and he's like, oh god, if I killed her, like, freaking the fuck out. Like, very, very upset. But she's okay. She just got knocked down. But she was scared that he had died when the box exploded. Because <laughs> she thought somebody, like, exploded him. <laughs> I guess. Oh, so that like, there were parts of Rand flying out with the box. Min was about... <laughs> if Min had gotten up before him, she'd be standing there. Oh, happy dagger! <laughs> Min's she would. Singing. She's a dramatic theater hoe, I guarantee it. No, Min just starts singing. I fall down, I get up again. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Anyways, Min's helping him kind of limp through the camp, and every single Aes Sedai he sees... He stills her and then wallops her in the head with the thing of air, like, right at the same time. So they're unconscious. They just start falling off their horses. And he does this to enough of them that, like, the defenses around the camp begin to fail. And people are able to stream in. Um, anyways. Yeah, so people are coming in. Uh, he does this knocking unconscious and beating thing to two of the three of them who had, like, really, really beat the shit out of him. Um, yeah, so then Tyene came through when he got broken in. They mm. made that big dome of air around everything. Right. Yeah, And uh, he's like, I have the area secured, blah, blah, blah. And like all the eyes that I were kind of quarantined off. Around the survivors, a perimeter create. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've been, I've been rewatching the Star Wars movies. <laughs> And Nospo's been around for some of it, so I'm just making a whole bunch of shitty references. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't even describe to you a thing that happened. Oh, fuck. If you have Disney+, Plus, do yourself a favor. Go to the deleted scenes for Star Wars 2 Attack of the Clones. <laughs> and just honestly watch them all. They're the worst things I've ever seen, and they would make the movie better. The last one? I cried because I was laughing so hard. They didn't do any of the CGI, so it was just like character models floating around. And, and... we were stone cold sober, so. <laughs> it was interesting. 
So around the survivors, like a perimeter he's created, then what? Not necessarily around all the survivors. It's kind of in the middle of the battle, just around the wagons. That's just a figure of speech. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but then he <laughs> Rand sees that there's still a bunch of his eyes or his Aiel and other people out there. Perrin comes out to him. He's like, "You gotta raise a shield because we we gotta. They're gonna fucking die. They're basically in a fucking meat grinder right now." True. So we thought. And Tyme's like, "No, that's silly. They should not be willing to die for the dragon reborn." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Fucking." You told me you're making them weapons, Taim. Show me what they got. And then they did! If it had been a meat grinder before, it was a cheese grater now. (laughs) Yeah. So, they lifted the dome a little bit. And then (laughs) the Shido that were pressing against it were suddenly able to go through and started coming in. And all the Osh... Taim did the whole Oshaman... Kill thing. Autobots assemble. I know, but like it was kind of cool. <laughs> Ashaman executed in 66. <laughs> and then essentially what happened is that with the power, they made giant meat grinders all the way around the camp because people just started exploding. So they were exploding people in rows so fast that eventually, like, people were seeing what was happening in front of them, and now we're trying to get away from the meat grinder of death. You ever make a custom map in Super Smash Bros., and it's just a platform surrounded by spikes that you can't get out of? Because, like, uh. I did once. I called it Shitfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's what this sounds like. Well, this is, yeah, that's what happened. Dumai's Wells is a real shitfucker. I was going to say it's a really intense version of Spoosh Kaboom. My God! <laughs> but anyways, Rand's like, "Hey, Taim, stop! That's enough. They're trying to get away. Like, fucking stop." Um. Oh, and he also exploded the ground as they were running away. That was the other thing, like f- with fire shooting out too. Uh, and then some of the Saladar eye style like swagger up to Rand, and they're like, "You'll be needing our help," and blah 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 blah. I'm a pretentious hoe, <laughs> and he's like. No, you're over there with them, like, pointing at the tower eye side. She's like, well, I never. We are not of the same affiliation. He's like, I don't fucking care. I said you could only bring six eyes to die, motherfucker, and you're here with nine. Get over there and kneel. <laughs> okay, hold on. And then they did. Me, when I've got the capitalists lined up at the guillotine, and the landlords are like, yeah, but not me too, right? And I'm just like, get over on your knees. <laughs> I wish that was happening. <laughs> Anyways. I learned more about... I did not know all of that about Dumai as well. Dumai as well. You read it! Yeah, but the thing I have with the parts in the Wheel of Time like that is I have a hard time reading them. Because mm. they're not the best written thing ever. And Dang has had a really good point about it before that they're not meant to be really well written because it kind of gives a better idea of like what it felt like to be there. Yeah. When events are just going lightning fast. It's like a battle scene in a movie where you get the general vibe of what's going on, but every scene on camera is so fast that you're only a little bit sure what's going on. And that's what it feels like to be in those contexts. That's what it would have felt like to be at Dumai's Wells. And that's why it's written in a way that makes it hard to fully follow and comprehend. Mm -hmm. That is my theory. Sure. Anyway. So... 
They kneel, and they swear fealty to Rand, and it fulfills a prophecy. And that's Dumai's Wells. So that's our prompt, I guess. And then uh, 15 years later, Robert Jordan like posted a thing on Twitter confirming that Mazarum Tame is actually gay. It wasn't in the books, but he always imagined it that way. Thank God he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that the way it sounded. I'm so sorry. That sounded so bad. I'm just like, at least because he's dead, he can't do all this shit that J.K. Rowling has done to like ruin Harry Potter. Okay, hold on. I'm that gonna... was insensitive. I'm sorry. I'm going to put a poll on our Twitter later. During the episode tonight, Shame said, thank God he's dead. What's she talking about? A. Rand. B. Padden Fane. C. Matt. Or D. Robert Jordan. <laughs> Guess now. Find out when our new episode drops. This isn't coming out until like January 14th. Yeah, I know. So when people listen to this, they'll be like, fuck, I remember when that happened. I can't yeah. believe I was wrong. Yeah. It was sure. actually Narg. <laughs> so you probably want to do the episode outro, don't you? Probably, I guess. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Weed of Time, and we hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts on Twitter at The Weed of Time. And if you're giving us your thoughts, please remember how much we did for you. We're so fucking high right now. Be kind. Did you just say, can we smoke another bowl? Yes. What is wrong with you? I have to go sit at that place for 40 hours to get another one, too. You could be striking. It's true. So, by the way, yeah, definitely join in on Twitter <laughs> because you get, like, candid behind-the-scenes shots of our snacks. You help us decide on what our snacks are. You help us decide what we talk about, what our prompts are. Yeah. We are always accepting prompts. We're starting to run low on the ones that we can do with Nuspo again. And, so, and like, we also really enjoy when people respond to the prompts and we can talk about it, too. Yeah. And you also get a lot of brilliant high takes from yeah. us. You get me roasting my husband. You get things like me saying my fourth favorite whiskey is rum. <laughs> yes. That happens. Uh, also remember to check out... Oh, go ahead. Also thanks to the guy who said we should just straight up have bourbon this evening. I agreed with you. Okay. Dang and him got into it. Look, liquor made out of corn is bullshit and it tastes like bullshit. <laughs> I've never had it, so you know. That's bourbon. Have you not ever had bourbon? No. What? Yeah, it's just corn whiskey. Like, good people like the Canadians, we make our whiskey out of, like, barley. Rye. Wheat. Okay. And you know what? Let me just fucking say it. Moving <laughs> away from wheat production towards corn production was one of the things that ruined the Soviet Union. So, like, I feel a certain way about corn, and then it makes bad liquor. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to whoever that was on Twitter, but like. Who the fuck has an opinion on corn? Besides, like, what it tastes like. Anyways, remember to check out our Patreon for cool rewards and early access to episodes. We're also putting out some special offer kind of stuff on our Patreon. So this will have ended already, but I'll try to make sure that. We talk about it on Twitter a lot. We talk about it on Twitter a lot. 
But we're doing a thing where if you sign up to be on our Patreon by December the 20th, we will send you a handwritten postcard with the Wheel of Time logo on the front. So do that. Yeah. Uh, after, shortly after that, hopefully while this will be airing, we'll also be doing the same thing with stickers, specifically for our Tier 2 and Tier 3 levels. It'll be fun. We've also got special episodes coming out of us playing uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. Yes, that too. Um, I need to edit that. Yeah, and 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 we've also we want to do episodes of us doing rants about non weed or wheel of time things. I had so many rants this week. And, and then um, we're we're also planning on having people give input on uh, special episodes where we talk about other fantasy series too. Yeah. So you oh, could, yeah. if you if you really liked my rant about David and Leigh Eddings earlier, you could you could vote towards making me do a whole episode about that. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Until next time, remember that the weed weaves is the weed wills, fam. Does it ever. I don't know what happened. This episode was so long, wasn't it? Bye. 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 Bye.